Welcome to Mommy's on a Call, your sacred space to laugh, learn, and feel like a real grown-up human for a hot minute. I'm Stephanie Uchima Carney, a mom of three under six, serial entrepreneur, business strategist, and donut connoisseur, just trying to get through the day one cold cup of coffee at a time. I believe that with more intention, a positive mindset, and self-care, it is possible to thrive in motherhood, business, and life. My mission is to uncover the daily rituals, life lessons, real-life tactics, and favorite tools to inspire and empower you, mommy, to get the most out of life every single unpredictable day. So grab your headphones, tell your kids you're on the potty, and tune in weekly for some laughs, knowledge bombs, and plenty of real talk with real moms, and maybe a dad or two. Welcome to the Mommy Pod. Hello and welcome back to Mommy's on a Call. Today I'm bringing to you Lauren Greger. She is the founder and CEO of Rent-A-Romper, a baby and toddler subscription rental clothing company that offers affordable children's clothes for rent that are both cute and functional without adding to our increased landfill waste as a society. She's based here in Los Angeles and lives with her husband and two boys ages five and seven. Welcome, Lauren. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. I wanted to start off by asking, what is your biggest mom win of the week? I think this week has been a challenge. Like I thought 2020 was hard and then we got into 2021 and it's just been crazier. But I think this week, just one small thing is that I was able to spend time with my boys in the mornings and reading a new book that we got. So one of my my younger son's kindergarten teacher recommended this book. It's super cute. It's called A Fort on the Moon. And she was like, every time I see this book, I think of your boys. They're like just two years apart. They're super into like adventuring. If we go on a hike, they call it adventuring. (laughs) And so we just like snuggled up in the morning before breakfast and read the book together. And like, it was definitely the perfect book for them. And then my kindergartner was able to like go off to school and really excited to tell his teacher that he had read the book. And so I just was happy to spend that time with them and just like enjoy and talk about all the stuff that they love to do. I'm going to have to check out that book for my five-year-old boy too. So in the mornings, do you have a lot of time to spend with them? What does your current family structure look like? You have a husband, you know, do you both work from home? Like what does your family look like? Yes, we, so my husband and I both work full time. He, we both have the flexibility right now to work from home, which has been helpful. And with the occasional, like having to go into work up until about two weeks ago, both of our boys, I have a five and seven. So kindergarten and second grade have been learning virtually like the whole year until a couple weeks ago and we don't have any help. So we manage their virtual learning together all the time. Wow. Have you had any help or you just don't have it right now? In the fall, we had a girl that she was a local like El Camino College student. And so she would come in the mornings four days a week and help them for a few hours, just like get on zoom, get off zoom, start doing their homework, get them snacks and things. But she moved to Colorado. And we also like have been in this limbo of they're going to start back hybrid or they're not. And it keeps getting delayed. And so we kind of just said, let's not worry about it right now. We'll manage. And how are you managing? How, how do you feel today? 
you know, today I feel pretty good, but it's been really hard. My husband and I like both are immensely busy. This time of year for him is just a really busy time of year. And for us, for me, I'm like starting to build a business. And I also work another job. And so it's just a mess. Like we just get through whatever we can get through in that day. Like I just try to set really incremental (laughs) goals of like one thing's going to get done. Then I'll worry about the next thing. And then the next day. So you said that you also work a full-time or not a full-time, but you have another job. Is this like a full-time job? Is this something where you have to like clock in and clock out? Or is it flexible because building a company like Rent a Romper, it takes up a full capacity of your bandwidth and time. How are you doing both? I have no idea. I am the director of strategy for a charter school network in South LA. And as you can probably imagine right now, working for a school network is very challenging. (laughs) Like we just, you know, we're planning for all the COVID safety protocols and bringing kids back safely. And, you know, we serve a lot of students that are, have families that are really struggling in this pandemic. And so beyond education, it's moved into lots of other things like food service and making sure families are fed and that they have the resources they need. So it's been very challenging. When I originally took the job, I hadn't, like I was at the very beginning stages of Rent a Romper and I took the job knowing like, I'm going to try to do both and I'm going to build the company at the same time. And, you know, obviously didn't predict COVID wasn't going to happen at the same time of doing that. So Today, you know, it's like I'm in a position where one, I care about what I work, my job and like the families that we serve and everything, but I also have to like pay my bills and feed my kids. So I'm building the company and doing that. And it's been definitely challenging. I wake up early. I work really late. I work on the weekends and, you know, we're just trying to do it. Say, tell me about the structure of your day. So if you were to break down kind of the hours in your day of when you work on rent a romper, when you work on your strategy job and like when you're with the kids, what time do you wake up in the morning and how do you, you know, set those boundaries? (laughs) So I love sleeping. It's been a really hard challenge to get up early, but I wake up usually about 5.30 and try to just get through as many emails as I possibly can. So before the kids are awake and out of bed, having that like quiet time just to be organized is really critical to me. And just like planning out what my priorities are gonna be for that day. And I think because of the balance of everything right now and just not balance, like just immense load, like I can really only think one day (laughs) in it, you know, out at a time. So I wake up around then, The kids usually get up around 6.30 or 7, start getting them fed, you know, ready to go. Sometimes my husband, like depending on who's has a crazier day, like one of us might just be in at our desk that whole time and the other person is feeding the kids and everything. And then the kids are like on their Zooms 8.30 to 12 intermittently. So the way that our office is set up, both of my husband and I have our desks like in the front of the house and the kids are like in the next room with both of their desks for school. So it's all of us are just watching each other, like watching the clock, who needs to be on a meeting at this time, at this time. And we just kind of manage throughout the day. 
that way. And often I'm just on meetings all day. And if I have a break or like I'm carrying my laptop around with me, like on Zoom to you know, chase the kids <laughs> or feed them or whatever needs to happen, we just get through it. And then, and is that working on your charter school time during the daytime? Yeah, I'm okay. doing that during the day. And then usually like, I just, <laughs> if anything, this pandemic has taught me is just like lower expectations. <laughs> I constantly would, will feel guilty. Like I'm not helping the kids do their homework as much as they need, they need to be doing and like checking that thing off the list. But you know, they're like playing Legos and they're building together and they're running around outside and they're like, have a really strong bond that's been formed over this last year. And so you know, sometimes we don't get to their homework until like six o'clock. And then I sit down with them and we work on it for an hour. So I think just we try to do what we can when we have time. And then usually after they're in bed, I'll like respond to things throughout the day. But after they're in bed, I work for several more hours. And depending on when packages need to go out and shipping and all of that kind of stuff, either I'll like be in the early in the morning in our garage packing doing inventory usually like half of a day on Saturday is inventory warehouse do you have a team or any staff yet or is it just you trying to manage it all so I have like several consultants that I've brought on like to help with things so I don't do like our social media and you know ads and things like that Somebody's running that for me, which has helped tremendously because at the very beginning, I was like, oh, I have to create a post today. So we have that. I have like a, people that help with accounting. And I actually just decided to post for like a local mom, which I am really excited about. I've had amazing responses because people just want like flexible work right now. So I have someone starting really soon who's going to be coming, helping with the operations and fulfillment. And I'm super super excited about that. Oh, that's great. Cause then it frees up you to focus on the actual business instead of packaging or customer service, which is extremely smart. I always say like outsourcing automatic automating, outsourcing or delegating tasks that are kind of like not low dollar value, but like things that are not in your wheelhouse or expertise are the best use of your funds. But I know it's hard when you're in the beginning and you're bootstrapping and every dollar kind of counts. So, so, I mean, especially at the beginning, I didn't really want people in our house or like around the clothes because there was such a concern. Like we launched the week of the COVID shutdown really. And so everybody's really concerned about cleanliness. And so that's been a concern, but I think we're at a point right now where we have the processes in place and we have the cleaning and sanitization and all that kind of stuff in place. And so I'm excited to have somebody come and like, just have a new perspective too. Like, this is the way I've been doing it, but is there a better way to do it? How can we make this process faster? Because as we're adding customers, we have to be like as lean and quick and efficient as possible. Right. Well, let's step back a little. I want you to explain exactly what Rental Romper is because I realized we didn't actually tell the audience exactly what this is all about and what inspired you to start this while you still have a full-time job and then how you got to this point because you launched it right at the beginning of COVID. But where did this idea come from and what is the concept? Yeah. 
Rent a Rumper is a rental clothing company for babies and toddlers. And it came because I have, like I've been saying, two boys that are two years apart. Um, and a few years ago, I just started to get really frustrated in our own home of constantly having to like play catch up with them growing. I always found like having to run out on my lunch break or like shopping online, trying to find the next size and then bring it home. And like a week later, they're all grown again. I just felt like I was spending so much time and of my money just keeping up with them. And I felt like there had to be a better way to make this a convenient solution for parents, but also reduce the waste that we're generating and like the fast fashion consumption that is, you know, putting a big burden on our planet. So did you always have kind of a passion for the environment or sustainability? I have. I mean, I was an environmental studies major in undergrad. Ah, okay. You know, I don't think I've like been the poster child for sustainability or, or, you know, environmentalism, but I think things have become apparent in the last five, 10 years that this is like a dire situation and we need to do something to, you know, make sure that the planet is in good care and that our children and their children and their children's children have a great, you know, planet to live on and to exist on. So one of the things I think that really motivated me around that is I started just changing small habits, like one at a time in our household. And when I had this idea, there was this like part of me that thought, well, if I don't do it, who's going to do it? And isn't that a great model to set for my kids? And especially for boys, like I'm raising boys and I'm a woman. (laughs) And to like say, I'm going to run a business. I'm going to do something about this because I believe that there's a better way to do it is setting a model for them that I think is really important. Do you involve them in the business? I do. They, we, I mean, I talk about it all the time and even like with decisions I'm going to make or processes that we're, you know, deciding on when we get like big donations in, they come and help sort the clothes and like split them out by sizes. So they're involved for sure. And they know what, you know, what, what we're trying to do. And so sometimes it's just funny, like the comments that they make and you think, oh, they were listening when I was talking about that. That's great. So I know you said, you know, you had this idea, you were like, who else is going to do it but me? And you wanted to set this example, but what pushed you over the edge to say like, okay, I still am working full time. I am going to do this. Like, what was that big push to have you do that? And how did that also go over with, obviously there's like conversations that need to be had in your family. Like if, you know, mommy's going to be starting to do this, that's more of my time taken away. How did that all go down? Yeah. So at first I just started to think like, well, let me, let me give this a try. And I just had a name of the company and I printed business cards and I went to a women's conference event. It was actually, I think by the Riveter, like a women's event. And it was just in the fall of 2020, 2019. And I just went around pretending that I had started the company. It didn't exist. We didn't have a website, nothing. That's incredible. And the reception that I got was unbelievable. Like people 
just saying, I would do buy this today if you had it, or if I wish I had this when my kids were little or investors that were at the, the thing saying, you need to start this, like go home, build a website, do this. And I think one, I'm like a naturally competitive person and very action oriented. So like the idea was placed in my brain, like that seed was planted. I knew there was response. You know, it wasn't just me dreaming this up. Like other people were saying, this is something worthwhile. So that night I went home, I built the website. I like started an Instagram, just like started sending emails to friends of friends of friends that I knew that had kids and got like a small pilot going. And the reception, it's just like one thing after the next, you know, the reception was really amazing from the pilot. People really engaged in it, offering all these suggestions, like this is too much clothes. That's not enough clothes. I don't think you're charging enough. Like what if you did this brand? So just right from the get-go, like, I knew there was something here and I think it just kept propelling me. It was just like, okay, now the next thing. Okay. They customers say they couldn't like identify which code, you know, which was their clothes and which was our clothes. So we put barcodes on it. It was just like one step after the next. And it just started this like snowball. It's so great that you just got in the arena. You basically were like, here's my business cards. I have a company now. And you just started doing a lot of moms. We like have these fantasies of a side hustle or a company, but it's like, we don't implement. We just like keep writing it down or journaling or coming up with the concept in our head. But in reality, the way business works is by feedback. And so I think it's so great that you just went out there and it didn't take a lot of capital to get that started, which is also amazing. And you just started testing your concept. And once you had proof of concept, you went with it. But my question is, did you have any background in subscription services, how to manage inventory, anything like that? Was that in any of your previous things? Because starting a company like this, did you have any, you know, logistical background? Yeah, I mean, no. And yes, I guess like my career before this, I spent 15 years. I worked in K-12 education and then I worked I was living actually abroad in, I worked for a large transportation company, but I've always been in roles that are like strategy, operations, program management, like very organized, detail oriented and like logistics. However, you know, always in sort of like generalist roles. So I feel like I had enough knowledge about a lot of things. You know, I've done some stuff in HR, HR type of programs. I've done stuff with IT. I've done stuff with all over the organizations that I worked for. So I felt like I could learn enough quickly and I knew enough to like get me started in a lot of areas. And how did you start, I guess, learning? So to the moms out there who are like, well, I have no idea how to do this. It seems great, but I don't even know where to start. What resources did you go to, to just start learning? Well, I mean, there's so much out there now, like YouTube has a thing about everything. (laughs) There's a Facebook group for everything. So there's like women, business owner, Facebook groups, there's subscription box, Facebook groups, there's Reddit feeds. There's a lot of places that you can just pose a question. So, you know, right at that beginning, it was like, okay, I'm going home. I need to build a website. How do I do that? Uh, Let me like Google a few things, best website for subscription, such and such, easiest website to set up, whatever it is, like 
there's a resource online right now. And I think that's like the beautiful thing is a few like years ago, you know, you would have to like do all that stuff yourself. But right now there's so many resources that are just like out of the box. Like you could build a Shopify site in 30 minutes and have a business, you know, so there's a lot of resources out there. And I think that's the first thing I just like started Googling stuff and then talking to people. So then we move forward and COVID hits and you just launched your company. Was there ever a point in the last year that you're like, well, maybe I, you know, this is a, this was great, but I think I might just put a pause on it. Or was it more fuel to you that you need to go forward? There's been so many times where I've thought like, am I doing the right thing? Is this what I need to be doing right now? When we were launching our website, and then realized like I had been scheduled to attend all of these events. So I had been like the week after I was flying up to Seattle to attend a women's conference. And I had like a booth set up there to talk to me. And I had like four other events scheduled in March and April and May of that of 2020 to like really launch the business and talk to people face to face. And we launched our website knowing all of those events were being canceled like everybody was going to be in lockdown. Everybody's like scrubbing their groceries and like not putting, taking any packages in. So I think right from the get-go it was like, wow, do we need to completely pivot? Like, is this going to work at all? And we just started and kept like, you know, some things changed. Some of those events went virtual. We had to not be reaching out to moms in person and figure out on social, like how do we start communicating with people? So I think time after time, it's been that like roller coaster of like the lowest of lows. Like this is a disaster. It's never going to work. And I think at times I just need to remember that like take a deep breath, go for a walk, talk to the person that's going to tell you it's okay. And like in an hour or in a day, it's going to be fine. And like, we'll figure out a solution you know, and just going through those like ebbs and flows of this business has been probably one of the biggest challenges. But I do think, you know, you'll get into one of those lows. And then yesterday I had a really high day where I got a ton of amazing feedback. I had been communicating with Plug In South LA, which is like an organization that's helping, you know, entrepreneurs build their businesses and got an amazing connections, just a great response of like, this is a business that's going to work. We believe in it. You need to do it. And so you have to kind of hold on to those things and remember that like, it's not all the, always the end of the world, which sometimes, especially when I'm like by myself, solo entrepreneur, I'm just like in your own head, you kind of need to get out of that space. Right. So when you hit those bottom, bottom points, what is the deep down driver? Is it like the belief in that, you know, this is a good idea. Is it kind of a belief in yourself that you can do this? Like what, what pushes you through those lows so that you can get up the roller coaster? I was in a program called grid one time. And one of the mentors that I had, we were having like one of the heart to heart, like longest, you know, should I be doing this sessions? And He said to me that like the more that I can grow this business, the bigger impact I can have. So I can impact more families. I can make their lives easier. I can have a greater impact on our environment. 
I can grow the business to not just source from anywhere we can, but be really selective about the companies and brands that we support. And I just like hold that. And I always remember that comment because the more that I can grow this, I can hire and I can make decisions about the type of business we run. I can choose the type of people we invest in or the type of brands that we invest in. I think that's so powerful, especially like all of my career has been about impact and community. So I hold that as like, I know this can be successful because I've seen it. I've, you know, I communicate with our customers all the time and know that people are really happy with our product, but also just like imagining that vision of what it could be and that impact that we can have. Do you, in the day, do you do anything that's just kind of for you too, to fuel you, to make sure that you still have that stamina to go forward? Do you have any practices or rituals or anything that you do daily for just yourself? I don't know if I do it every day, but I think some of the stuff, like I'm really fueled by people. I love people. And I think that's been the hardest thing about this pandemic is like not being able to see your friends all the time and, and family and things like that. So I have like an ongoing WhatsApp chain. (laughs) And sometimes that's just like what I need or a call with a friend and, and seeing people if I can, but that's been so limited. So I think that's really important to me. And also I've been doing some like work exercising in increments. Like yesterday, before I started, I got up at 5.30. I did a 10 minute yoga session and I got to work. And like, it was really helpful just like giving me clarity and sort of making my body feel more alive. And then at the end By the, of the way, day, that's a mom win too. Yeah. A mom, that is definitely a mom win to be able to squeeze in even 10 minutes of yoga. I mean, you did that for yourself and yeah. for your body. So that's great. Yeah. So I, and I think that's been a struggle. Like sometimes you're like, oh, I don't know if I have time to do it, but if it's 10 minutes, it definitely helps me feel better no matter what. So I was actually going to ask, you are coming up technically on the one-year anniversary of the official launch of the company. Are you doing anything to celebrate? And what does the next year, so you are rounding out year one, biggest lesson learned in year one, and what are you doing to move forward in year two? Biggest lesson in year one is probably my biggest lesson personally, which is don't try to do it all yourself. get people that are smarter and more talented than me to come and help me do that. I think we've had an amazing first year and built some really incredible success. And we've learned a lot about how long clothing lasts, how many families we can get, what brands are better than others, like so many different things that we can put to use this year. And so this year we're super excited. We, this last year, we've just had two products, our member capsule memberships, but this year, based on like a lot of feedback we've gotten over the year, we are launching some new things coming up in March. And so that's really exciting. We're adding a premium capsule, which is all organic, all organic cotton and bamboo, bamboo clothing. We're adding like additional bundles and we're adding seasonal rentals. So we've sort of been doing this like to the point of do it before it really exists, like through DM. And like, if you message us and you need a winter coat, we'll figure it out for you. But 
we're actually going to be launching that on our site so that people can, you know, you're going to the snow for the weekend, you'll be able to just rent those clothing rather than having to purchase it for your little ones. That's genius because do you know the amount of times I get like texts from friends being like, Hey, do you have any snow clothes? Like we're going to the mountains. Do you have anything from both? Cause I have a boy and two girls and now they're all different ages. Yeah. And so I always get texts like, Hey, can we borrow this? Or can we borrow that? And like, sometimes I forget that I lent it out. I'm like, who has this coat? Like now I need it. Or they just grow out of it so fast. So that's great because I bought an entire snow outfit in 2019 for my son that's now too small because we never traveled at all throughout 2020 and now I'm like now I need to buy all new stuff again but the tags are still on the old stuff so that is genius do you need to have a membership in order to get any of the bundles or do you just pay for each of the bundles for the bundles you can just pay so one we have that already launched is like we call it the pajama party but you know you always need extra sets so you don't have to be a member to to purchase that. It's just a one-time purchase. And then if you return it to us, you can keep it forever. But if you return it, you get credit for another purchase. And so some of them are going to be launching in that type of a model where it's like for purchase or a one-time rental rather than having to be a member and, you know, subscribe monthly. Wow. Well, I love the concept and I wish you the best of luck with all of that. I'm going to have to check it out considering I have three kids, five and under. So it's like the perfect setup for that considering, you know, when they're so little, they grow so fast. And every time, thank goodness I have two younger girls. So the youngest just keeps taking the older girls stuff, but (laughs) my son, I'm like, Oh, they grow out of things so fast. Well, to wrap things up, I want to ask, what is your superpower that you gained once you became a mom that makes you better in either business life, whatever that might be? I think just more empathy I think when you have these little beings around you who need so much and at the beginning, especially like can't communicate that to you, you just have to like sort of sit in that and understand like, what are they feeling? I think this last year has been a huge lesson in that of, you know, we're going through so much, all of us. And, you know, we, like I've had my own struggles and my husband's had his struggles, but often we are just expecting the kids to transition and do all these things differently. And so really trying to understand how they're feeling and how these transitions have been impacting them has been a really big lesson. And I think it translates to every other area of our life. Like how do you interact with business? How do you interact with your customers? How do you interact with your friends and family and really understand and, you know, sit in their shoes So Lauren, where can we find you online? Everywhere. (laughs) On Instagram, I'm Lauren Greger for Rent-A-Romper. And we're also on Pinterest at Rent-A-Romper and Facebook at Rent-A-Romper US. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining today and good luck with everything. It was so nice to have you. Thank you so much. It was so great to talk to you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Mommies on a Call. Your support means the absolute world to me. You can find the show notes for this episode and other goodies over at mommiesonacall.com. And if you enjoyed this episode or have gotten value from the podcast, I would be so grateful if you could head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review so that we can reach and empower more moms all over the world together. Thank you so much again, Mommy Pod, and I will see you here next time.